Welcome everyone to Weekly Games Chat. I'm your guest host, which I like to call Ghost, Chris. And as always, joined by an actual host, John. I can't believe we have to endure you for another week. That that hurt. Why would you be so mean? What did I do hey, to Chris. you? Hey, Chris. How you hey, doing, buddy? Hey. I thought you loved me. <laughs> you wonder why Bert just walks away with you in shame. I wish... I could love you as much as you love chicken curry. It is a uh, center of my universe type thing. I mean, and I had to like, you know, this, the, the number one thing that I've been affected by, <laughs> by COVID, I think is my inability to go at least once every two weeks to go to the Indian buffet and get large amounts of chicken curry. So I eventually got to the point where I had to be able to make some of my own, that was passable enough, you know. Obviously, I do not think my recipes are anywhere on their level because, you know, I'm just trying to make something that's decent, right? But are, uh, have they? Uh, have have your Indian places shut down? Are they not in they, business? Well, they're open in terms of like you can get takeout, but I actually don't like it as much when it's. Per- prepared versus like when it is the buffet because in the buffet it's clear that it's been slow cooked all morning right whereas they are kind of like flash doing it whenever they're making an order for you mm. um or or may, it might not even be that it might just be the fact of the chicken sitting in the broth and then like driving home and the temperature kind of raises it up and makes it kind of a little dry to me honestly compared well, to I, what it is at the restaurant well i hate to tell you this chris mm buffets could be a thing of the past i know i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> that's the case i guess i'll just have to keep making chicken curry that's that's what i'll do <laughs> you just have to perfect a recipe that you think is better yeah this one is pretty solid uh, it took me like i had to go through about three or four of them uh before i finally found a winner and i had to go buy an instant pot to make it really work but now that i do that it's made my life easier because Everything is just in that damn pot. Is is it uh, is it? Do you cook them in the instant pot whole, or do you um, do you shred it after you cook it? Is it something that no, you shred? I um I, I chop it up before I put it in there, and then um into like you know inch size cubes or whatever, and then you saute it, and then pressure cook it afterwards. So you it, cook, so you cook it in the seasonings and the marinade. Mm-hmm nice yeah that's that's a big thing with indian that's why indian i think that's why i like it so much is indian food is like so heavy dependent on spices and laying them marinate into the food and it just Mm -hmm. tastes so good to me and especially with this like because it's pressure cooked it's like so soft and and juicy you know you get get i like i like it soft and juicy you do that's why there's nothing there's nothing quite like it so what you been up to man not too much. I mean, uh, celebrated the fourth. <sighs> shot some fireworks. America. Did yeah. you shoot fireworks? I Were did you one shoot. of those people? Well, I didn't buy the fireworks. Right. Um, my close lady friend bought the fireworks for uh, her boy because he wanted fireworks. Did you? Did she buy them from the bang bang lady? <laughs> no, no, no. She made sure. So, yeah, around here, folks, we have this place called uh, the Fireworks Outlet. And I mean is on the middle of this highway with nothing else around it. It's just like this big, huge building that says fireworks outlet. And if you drive by it 90% of the year, no one's there. 
but the weekends right. of July 4th and New Year's and all that, it's in, you know, uh, I guess Memorial Day too. It is cars going down the, the road uh, waiting to get their stuff to blow up. And uh, we decided, no, we would not do that one because it was, you know, going to be way packed and it's actually an inside store with the uh, air conditioning. So we figured that wasn't safe. So we just found an outlet that was on road out there in Alabama. Picked well, up. you can see you can see the billboards for this place all over Columbus, mm. all over Phoenix City, uh, <laughs> and it has a an older woman on the front of it in front of her store. That's Wanda, says, the Bang Bang Lady. She says, "They say just ask for the Bang Bang Lady." <laughs> <laughs> I think like, you just named yourself that. Nobody gave you that name. <laughs> you just you just call yourself the Bang Bang Lady. <laughs> I, I'm just like, I think this year they were doing a commercial where it was like her and I can't, she's got a sidekick now that's in the commercials, but I can't remember her name. Uh, bam, bam. And there she, she's like, <laughs> what did they say? Woman. What our founding father say about fireworks? And they're like, they said on July 4th, we should celebrate by blowing stuff up or something like that. And you're just like, this yeah. is, this is Ladonia. It's finest right here. <laughs> Uh, well, I like to call Ladinia. Um but yeah, I did that, grilled out and rewatched Watchmen uh because she hadn't seen it and I was like we should watch Watchmen. I wasn't thinking about like the social implications of that, but wow, does that show fit right in for right now? <laughs> should go watch that if you haven't just for that reason. <laughs> Makes you think about a lot of things. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I don't want to think about a lot of things. Ooh, Ever should, think though. of that? You should, though, what? because it's really good, and it's got Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. <laughs> and, and, you know, I would say, John, if I know you've read Watchmen. You could probably figure out who he's playing from Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, I could take a guess. Yeah, yeah. It would not be a hard one to, to think about, knowing well. it's a sequel. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I uh, did that, and besides that, uh, oh, well, of course, Friday, uh, I watched the sensation sweeping the nation like everyone else. Now I watched it three or four more times after that. Um, what was the sensation sweeping the nation? Hamilton, John. It's it's out on Disney Plus now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aiden and Clarissa watched that Saturday night, I believe. Mm. Yes. Did they like uh, it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Clarissa liked it. It's now, I think one, I think it's now third or her third or fourth favorite musical or yeah. play musical play, musical play. Aiden, it's now his fifth favorite play, I guess. Wow. Um, I haven't, uh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm sure I'll get around to it at some point, but it's funny. Um, <laughs> apparently the play is being, uh, attacked now <laughs> because, yeah, because it's not uh i mean to, i'm telling you man they'll go it doesn't matter who you are mm-hmm. they will they will go they will go after you for something yeah or something yeah but, uh, um, i think he, me, he handled it well want to watch it a little more so he handled it well it was like okay you know because uh, i got it like there are to be fair there are definitely little jabs in there you know especially with uh there's like one second thing in there with uh, uh, when Thomas Jefferson first shows up. He asks Sally Deer, can you get my uh, 
my code or something like that, you know, and you're like, aha, <laughs> I know what he's talking about right there. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just but, glad that as a, as a society, we are more superior than the thousands upon thousands of years that came before us. Yes. We're so much better than everybody else who lived before us. It's so good. To, it's such a good feeling. Who is it, who is it that know? said, uh, I think I can't remember who says it once. I was like, think of like the the smartest people uh, that are were alive two thousand years ago, and then just remember that even the stupidest people today are probably smarter than them because they have more knowledge than you know they had at the time, right? Oh, I was being sarcastic. Yeah, no, no. It, it was. I mean, imagine two hundred years from now, what imbeciles people think we are. I'm sure they will. Yeah, I mean, that's like, why it can goes. you believe they did this? <laughs> Can you believe people actually talked in microphones and recorded podcasts? Yeah, yeah. That's uh that's the the way it goes, unfortunately. You have your moment, so you might as well enjoy it because yeah, eventually it's gonna get broken down by someone. Absolutely. But yeah, um I enjoyed it very much so. I, I would probably say that's probably in my top three musicals now, personally. Have you seen it live? Uh I had not. I was planning to go see it this summer and then uh well, you know. Or whenever yeah. it was coming, it was coming to land this summer. Uh, yeah, at some point. Um, I think originally, originally Clarissa and Aiden were set to go see it in March at the Fox. Yeah, I think it was at the Fox. Um, it got it got canceled, pushed back. I think it got pushed back to August and then pushed back again. And I think it's just indefinitely canceled. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, I think they were really glad it finally came to a platform in which they could finally see it in some form. And I yeah. think this was the original cast. Yes, it, it was it was from back in June of 2016 when they captured it, which was what really made it nice because for those of us who have been listening to this album for like the last five years now, and I mean, it, I think it is, not all Broadway albums translate that great, you know, like something like Les Mis does, I think. Whenever people listen to it, um, and Phantom of the Opera, things like that. But there are others that I've tried to listen to that I'm like, eh. But then I actually saw the stage play, and I was like, oh, okay, this is why people really like this. And with here, it was kind of you know something that for me was already great, just got heightened more because then I was actually seeing the things like seeing like um you, you know Mindhunter John right. You mm-hmm. like Meinhardt. Yeah, uh, Jonathan yeah. Groff is in there. He plays King George in this. And to see how he plays him is hilarious to watch. And you just, you can't get that on album, right? You're not going to get those yeah. moments. But uh, him doing his thing and sitting there and telling telling you he's going to send a fully armed battalion to remind you of his love. It's, it's just very good comedy. Yeah, every <laughs> once in a while, every once in a while, a Broadway musical sort of becomes... Um, transcends popularity and as yeah. as not only reaching a Broadway audience, but I, I remember Wicked was that way. Yes, um, I mean, especially when I was in school, when I was in college, I was I was living with a bunch of music majors. Yeah, so they were just obsessed with this thing. I mean, I, I could not believe. I'm like, what's the big deal? <laughs> I mean, I read the book and mm-hmm. the play and the book are pretty much night and day. There's nothing. Yeah, there's not a lot there. Um, but uh yeah it's 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 definitely interesting for sure it's um wicked i I think wicked has that transferability as far as its music goes that's pretty solid i imagine now because of this success like because for the most part a lot of broadway shows they do not get filmed like you even think 
before Hamilton, probably the biggest one of the decade before that was Book of Mormon, and I don't think they ever filmed that, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So you don't have that with the original cast. So kudos to them for saying, you know what, maybe maybe this one's worth taking a shot on to see what happens. And, and you know, I, I guess the good hope will be that it because there's money to be made, obviously, because, you know, you see just like I think they've said this has easily been the most streamed thing so far here recently, right, you know, as far as Disney Plus is concerned. Um, yeah, like, I wonder how Disney got a hold of it. Um, I'd like to hear that story. They I said, mean, here is a Brinks truck. And, uh, because I mean, it was $3 million. Yeah. It was, they were originally going to distribute the film version. They, they had those rights. So I guess they just must've, I don't know if it, whoever approached you, that would be an interesting conversation to say like, okay, who was okay with just saying, let's move off of this and make it something for the streaming service instead. Well, um, speaking of Phantom of the Opera, uh, Joel Schumacher passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, he didn't yeah, write that. He 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 directed the film. Ugh, I did not like yeah. the film. <laughs> yeah, many people did not. But um, and and, and Schumacher was. I mean, he's kind of a nerd culture type director. He di- directed a couple of Batman films. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of them was okay. The other one was not okay. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, I like Batman Forever. Had a probably has the best song to come out of a Batman movie too. Right with uh, Kiss from a Rose. I mean, sure, if you're... Are you comparing it to a soundtrack or just one individual song? Yeah, because well, I'm just trying to think, like, the only other thing that would, what, even come into conversation in terms of, like, actual real song, not, like, the score, but, like, you know, a, like, we are releasing a song for this kind of, like, in the way of, like, Men in Black is released for Men in Black, right? Or Wild Wild West. I mean, um, well, Prince did the entire soundtrack yeah, for I, Batman. I, I was about originally. to say, the only other one I could think of would be Bat Dance, because that, that song is the jam. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know i'm gonna i'm gonna give the win to seal on this you know okay that that's okay. his that's that's the high point of seal like that was probably a day for prince in his life when he made that he's like here 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 you go tim go away now <laughs> i mean we shouldn't discount r kelly's song for batman and robin yeah yeah that was there too <laughs> we don't talk about that one anymore city of justice yes. <laughs> city of love <laughs> time to freeze <laughs> any uh any favorite schumacher film that you can think of oh man i'd have to look it up did he do he didn't do rocketeer what else did he do uh, joe johnston did rocketeer yeah that's what i was thinking um hold on he did a couple of grisham adaptations my favorite film he ever did was a time to kill uh that is a good film that might be the winner right there i'm pulling up his uh well St. Elmo's Fire is pretty damn solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he did that one. Lost Boys, I know, is a uh, is one that is beloved too. Ooh, you know what I'm gonna go with here. Let me make sure did he actually directed time? it. I'm gonna go with Phone Booth. Phone Booth. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like Phone Booth. That's that was like the beginning of Kiefer Sutherland's reemergence. I think. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot you, Colin Farrell. <laughs> Oh, you know, Joel Schumacher directed uh, 8mm with Nick Cage. (laughs) You remember that movie? um, Yeah, yeah. He did that. That was his follow-up to Batman and Robin, apparently. Yeah, it was a weird movie. Interesting movie, but very weird. It had uh, Joaquin Phoenix in it as Mm. well. He directed two episodes of House of Cards. (laughs) Oh, nice. Oh, Flatliners is good, too. I forgot about Flatliners. 
Um, yeah, it was a it was a decent director. I just don't know why when you're doing a musical you would cast Gerard Butler as your lead, but you know, what do I know? <laughs> Some stuff. Oh, was he the lead? He was yeah, the Phantom. He, he was the Phantom, and everyone's just like, this this doesn't feel right at all. <laughs> He's just kind of like screaming at Christine. <laughs> it just did not feel right. <laughs> Anyways. Um, what'd you do though? Did you, uh, do anything exciting for the fourth? Um, we, uh, we, we grilled out a couple of times. Um, I think it was, uh, Friday we, um, grilled scrumps mm. and steak fillet, a couple of, a few fillets. Next day we grilled salmon and, um, what else did we grill? Dang. More steak? <laughs> I might do steak this weekend. Yeah. So, and I have a grill. Yeah, but uh, because of um, because of the situation with um, my COVID, which I don't have, but yay, uh, um, Aiden's other parental units, if you will, mm-hmm. um, got a little bit. I think they were a little concerned. They said, "Why don't y'all keep him <laughs> or?" the holiday weekend and then he'll come back to us monday and i and just because so basically you know as of monday i think was the cutoff day for me to show any symptoms so i think gotcha. i'm in the clear going forward so but yeah aiden was with us um the entire weekend and he left with my playstation 4 wow that's how did so, how'd that happen well i mean you have to understand you know he he's pretty much quarantined not able to go as as many places as he typically could go in normal circumstances. So Fortnite. It's funny. He, he, huh? Fortnite. Fortnite yeah. 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 Definitely. He's playing Fortnite. <laughs> he, which is which is so funny to me because he he comes back from week to week and sometimes he comes back every other week with completely different yeah interests and ideas and things like that you, and you don't get to watch it happen organically. So he'll he'll come back the following week and he'll he'll be saying something. That, that he's never said, you know, something that anyway. was playing for a hit for her, for his dad and his wife. <laughs> right. So a couple of weeks ago he was saying, Hey, you got to get me Minecraft on PC. You got to get me Minecraft on PC. Now I said, look, why don't you just let me get it for you once I get paid again? You know, that kind of thing. That's fair. Well, he comes back and he's got, he's got, he's up Fortnite's butt like crazy. I'm like, so Aiden, I'm, let's wait a little bit while longer. I'm not going to get your Minecraft because it seems like you sort of zoned out of Minecraft. Yeah. Apparently they've done something new and it's like there was the, uh, attacking sharks and, and I, more bodies of water and ski boats and things like that. So he's, 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 he's definitely into uh, uh Fortnite again and he's much better than he used to be. Minecraft had a big update too, because again, yeah. because of the fact that the person I'm seeing has a child now, that means I'm hip again to You're hip what, again, yeah. what what the children's are talking about. And I guess there's a new Minecraft update that had a lot of new stuff too. Yeah. So he was, he was very on that. <laughs> and I was like, good for you. I played that like 12 years ago. <laughs> That's when yeah. I played Minecraft and then I but, beat the mines. <laughs> I guess other than that, I've just been, um, you know, watching Star Trek 
That's right. Next generation episodes and playing the topic whenever I can. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, I mean, I've been the only thing I've been gaming is NBA 2K, and then I'm waiting for. Uh, I think like everyone else, just waiting for Ghost of Tsushima here, right? Yeah, I think and, I think that's really what we're all doing right now. <laughs> we're like, well, we I'm 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 equally as excited game. for um, Paper Mario, but um, when does that come out? They're dropping on the same day, oh, so uh, we've son. I've got some ground to cover. <laughs> I might have to pick that up too. I'm I'm guessing that the one I guess I'm guessing the higher demand is to is is Ghost of Tsushima, you know, but um, we'll see. Sony is uh, God right now, so you know. Apparently, apparently, the rest of them they're just nothing. Um, nothing. In case anyone is wondering about Sean, you probably like been sitting here. How the hell did they go twenty minutes without mentioning Sean or providing an update? Uh, Why would we mention Sean? I don't know. He's not here. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, all indications he's doing. He is doing better. He's slowly making progress. Um, the good news here recently. So when Sean actually was in the hospital, he got diagnosed with COVID. Uh, it doesn't look like it ever really materialized for him. Like, I think he told me or Bobby told me like he lost his taste buds or something like that for a little bit, but that was it. (laughs) He never, from what I gather, he never really got anything else from it. Uh, so, uh, the good news there is that all the people in the Sean household are COVID free as of today. Uh, so that means whatever Sean had has passed and it did not pass on in any meaningful way to his wife or his children. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, besides that though, you know, he's just, uh, making progress where he can. Uh, and I've just been, I think we've both just been like, you just dressed up, buddy. We'll be here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I've tried to stay out of his way. I mean, Bobby Joe updates us with on Facebook every once in a while. You yeah. see, ladies and gentlemen, Facebook. <laughs> right. That's where the old people go. We don't know how to characterize in 288 variables. 140 characters. Oh, I thought it was like 200 and something now. But they updated. it. It used to be 140. That was the OG. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's, uh, uh, you know, obviously he is still in our spirits. And when we have another update, we will uh, make sure it gets out to you. Hopefully it will just be like, Hey, I don't know if it's next week or whenever he just shows up, you know, even if it's just uh say hi or something and, and it will be a nice surprise for everyone. And then I can be like, Ooh, all right. Back to retirement. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, John, do you, uh, do you want to do this topic? I guess. Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's exciting. Ooh, it's a PC game. <laughs> I like this. Yes, it is. Yeah. I was going to join you in on it, and then like I looked at the price, and I was like, ah, I'm going to let you cover that one, John, because um, I have to go buy this grill today. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, I didn't know you bought a, a grill for yourself. Yeah, well, um, she didn't have one for a new place, and I was like, we should grill. And she's like, do you have a grill? I was like, I do not have a grill, but I know where they have them. I don't have one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's been fun. But uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's let's hear about this topic and what it's all about.
the topic is... Do I do the thing, John? You need to do the thing. Okay. Desperado 3! <laughs> now, John, before you start here, can you give us a complete rundown of the history of Desperados 1 and 2? Because I did not play those. Did you play those? I did not play those. <laughs> uh, but... I think, you know, I can give you some information. The first one, actually, okay. it came out in 2001. And I think the sequel came out in 2006. So this um, has been, Desperado yeah. fans been waiting. Gonna turn off my ears. Yeah, apparently so. I mean, I don't know that the series is uh, really highly regarded. Maybe it has a strong fan base, but... Uh, you know, I know, I know, I know. My, you know, Metacritic score is not the end all, be all, but um, I think the second game, Desperados Two, might have a sixty six on Metacritic. So, um, if if I can recall, the only time I've really heard this series mentioned right is in like when back when people were talking about how there really weren't that many great Western games to play, uh, you know, until Red Dead Redemption came along, right? Right. Like I saw a lot of that, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and other than other than Red Dead and this, there there aren't really that many Western genre games. I mean, Red Dead is still it's it came out twenty eighteen, so it's still fresh in people's mind. Yeah, you know, but the application of this game is just, you know, it's so, you know, granted, it makes me want to play Red Dead a little bit more uh, because I just love the Western genre. I'm a huge fan. I mean, yes, my dad yeah. me watching spaghetti westerns and John Wayne movies when I was a kid. Um, so I just sort of grew up with with the with the style. That's right. John. Um, you want to play Red Dead? You, you want need to play Red Dead? Is uh, is it is it perfectly ser- serviceable on the uh, on the Xbox or should I oh, buy it on? PC? Oh god, yeah, that game looks beautiful. I mean, nice. if you can play it on PC, play it on PC. But you know, that game, you will not be disappointed by the beautiful 4K beauty of that game. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a so this is a new new developer and a new publisher. Um, THQ Nordic is the publisher. What aren't they publishing these days? You might say, but uh, they they made a smart they made a smart investment on this on this uh, on this property. Um, I don't know I don't know when or where they acquired it, but you know they they got a hold of it. Um, and uh, maybe the, the developer. Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say maybe it was when they remember they had that period and what was it like. 2015 or ish we covered it on the show like where they out of like nowhere bought something ridiculous number of properties that they just got from selling we were reporting it yeah them doing stuff every other week it seemed like they were buying something yeah like there were the big ones that stuck out but then there were just like a ton of little tiny things that were in there too like i remember because they have amlr right now right like that was this period when they got yeah yeah when they got that yeah, that was um that was over a year ago, you know, and at the time people were wondering, you know, if they had rights to publish the original game or if they just had rights to do a sequel to the game. Um but we know the answer to that now. But uh, the developer is a studio named Mimi Me. <laughs> it's spelled M I M I M I. Mimi Me. And uh really big fans of this of this game, this series for a long time that their previous title was shadow tactics, which is basically, um, the same. That. Yeah. I'm it's, it's actually shadow tactics is eight ninety seven on steam. I'm about to buy that fool. 
do it as soon as yeah i'm, I'm I don't definitely think I'm, going i didn't play much but from what i played yeah. i remember it was fun yeah it's uh it's definitely something i'm going to be scooping up soon and um so <laughs> this this game you know I, you know we we were me and chris were kind of uh muddling over what to talk about this week and i kept seeing this game on metacritic and it was up it was up on the main marquee for a couple of weeks and i was like oh that's kind of a high metacritic score what is this thing yeah because it looks it looks very generic it has a generic at least the title i've never really heard of it before it just seemed like it's it's something that you know i just kept glossing over and but i just gave it another look and i was comparing it to something other I was comparing it to something else I was possibly going to cover. And this just seemed a whole lot better. <laughs> it, um, it, it looked like a classic example of why people love steam, right? Like where, yeah, it, it obviously with last of us being out right now, it's not the biggest thing in the world. It's not going to sure. get tons of play on a website. Right. But when you actually go to the store and you see the sales and all of that, and you see the user reviews and the few sites that do take the time to review it, everyone's like this is just a great time this is really fun is what they're all saying and that's that's what people love about steam is that there's so many weird little things on there like that they're just unique to the world of pc yeah and this is uh this is definitely a hidden gem um so what this game basically is called is is a real-time tactics stealth video game um that's rts say what that's rts (laughs) <laughs> you know it, it kind of is well you know in the in the sense no, of xcom no. and um yeah that, and that, uh what's that that's what real-time tactic or rts stands for real-time tactics <laughs> i believe no, or no no oh no i'm sorry time strategy yeah real-time strategy oh man i'm off today <laughs> it's like i was retired or something now i'm on on a podcast that so it it, it almost heck? has you know when I looked at it for the first time it almost had the had the look of you know XCOM or you know the recent Gears um, tactics game that I played, but the beauty the, the 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 thing that I love about this is you're not you're not pigeonholed in your movements you're not pigeonholed in in how many moves you can do there's no turn base to this it is simply moving through throughout the world. Um, any at any moment at any time you want to um to inflict damage to inflict stealth that kind of thing you know i'm a a huge fan of the dishonored series and many stealth games but i've never played a stealth game like this and i have been hooked i've been i've been very much uh obsessed with it so Mm. uh so this is definitely so you're saying it's like xcom but you can just move wherever you want, whenever you want. Yeah, there's no turn base. So is it kind of um, like um, this is sounding? Yeah. It's sounding a little bit like um, I want to actually say like something like the ABS system from Final Fantasy VII, like the classic, which is basically the idea is you can move whenever you want, but you can only attack when you actually, it comes up to be your turn to attack, right? To do something or you have points to attack. No, there's, um, there's no like rules to when you can attack. There's no rules to hmm. any of it. You can move around the world, attack when you want, move when you want the enemies in this, in this map, in, in any of the maps. And there's about, I think 16 levels. Um, I'm halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's that extensive. 
but each level is a huge map. Nice. Um, I like, and there's, I like a big map. And there's, and there's enemies all over the map that move in, in patterns. And you can mm. also highlight the enemy and see where their visual cone is, if you will. Just think of this triangle sh- green shadow that So kind of like um, what you do in Dishonored, right? Like where you can actually see what their path is going to be and all that kind of stuff. When Pretty much. Yeah. But, you can, but, most of the, but a lot of them are even standing still and they're surveying a particular area. And if you highlight them, you can see this cone that's moving back and forth, giving you what their field of vision is. And they can see out a certain way to a solid green color, but after a certain distance, the um, the vision becomes like striped lines, striped green lines, as opposed to solid a solid color, meaning that you can move into that striped striped area um, and not be seen down without being detected. Hmm. Now, there's certain things you can't do when you're in those green when you're in those green lines. You can't you can't just up and attack somebody in that person's field of view because your body height will go up. They'll be alerted to what you're doing. An enemy, uh, a fellow comrade is being, you know, being killed and they can see that. So you have to sort of maneuver, maneuver everything within the world to avoid being detected. Uh, and there's, there's different ways of doing it. Um, you, you know, the main character, his name's Cooper. He has a coin that he can throw to distract a guard to make him look the other way. How Mel, and then, how very Mel Gear solid of him. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe this, maybe this has uh, similarities to Metal Gear, the early Metal Gear Solid. Maybe mm. it does. I, I've never played those games, but um, uh, the, the, the world is set up where you have plenty of places to hide. There's high brush where you can hide bodies, um, you know, places where you can hide without being detected. And, so far, I've encountered four um, characters within the game. Um, my favorite character, as far as, um, well, they, they, they just all have different approaches to stealth. One of them of note is uh, Kate, o- Kate O'Hara. Uh, and she's like this, uh, she's this woman who's very lovely, very attractive. And that's one of her weapons in the game. Hmm. Uh, um, you can find a, uh, a dress within the world. If you get, if you use proper stealth technique, you get to the dress, you put on the dress and then you're free with exception of a couple of enemies free to walk around the world huh. and distract guards by flirting with them. You can also, you can also distract a guard, lead them in a certain direction to set up another in uh, another person in your team, the ability to, to, to kill them um, behind behind hiding behind you know places mm-hmm. you know basically uh katie can lure them to a place that no one can see them and then cooper can take them out mm. you know? um she and <laughs> it's so it's so it's so funny uh watching it happen but there's another there's another guy that has he's a big burly guy um he's much stronger than the other guys he can take down certain types of men, enemies that other uh players can't take down um he has a bear trap <laughs> uh, that he sets up and uh you know he'll get in someone's line of sight wi- and he'll whistle real loud and get their attention and they just go following that line and they walk through the bear trap and the bear trap just closes in on them um, it's completely unrealistic in the is real there, world. Uh, anybody, is, anybody would see that bear trap and go i'm not stepping there 
But um, his bear trap, on the other hand, has special properties. Yeah. Now, does uh, the bear trap dismember the legs? Do they well, do they snap no, off? It just oh. it, but it's pretty brutal. <laughs> it 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 uh, closes in on them right under the torso. Mm. Uh, it doesn't chop anybody in half, but it, it it kills them pretty pretty handedly. So, you know, it, most most uh, levels are laid out with with several different um, goals in mind. Um, you have to do one thing in order to do the other thing in order to do the other thing. And because of my skill level, which isn't very high, um, <laughs> some of the, the last level I played took me about two hours to finish. Wow. Because just the, you start out in one section of the map, you know, you cross a train track, you go into an enemy encampment in order to get this, in order to bring it back to this, to do this. And it takes a, it takes a significant amount of planning. It takes a significant amount of execution and it, and it can be pretty slow. But you know, fortunately, the the gameplay is so engaging. It's it's in a situation where you're where you have a quick save uh, button on the on the PC, just F five, and you have to Old you reliable. have to keep remembering to do to to fat, to quick save constantly. Um, otherwise, you'll just you know there was a time when I was completely I was pl- completely in the zone and was getting from one point to the other point. Got about I don't know a football field ahead mm-hmm. in length and I died. And that whole time I'd forgotten to save and it made me start painful over. It now, made me start over from my last save. Is it now I get that it's a stealth game, but is this like a stealth game in the sense of like you, you get caught it's over pretty much like you're going to die and you're going to have to restart. Or is it, you know, does it have that kind of like how last of us was where like, Hey, you know, like that game obviously had stealth. And if you really wanted to, you could take your dang time and figure it out right to get past. But if you, you know how it was like, if, if you got caught, you could figure a way to get yourself back into hiding and regroup and, you know, or, it, or shoot your way out. I guess if you want to, too, it depends on how you play. <laughs> this game really has a stealth functionality. It wants you to do it stealth. Um, you know, you'll, you can alert a guard, and it causes a bunch more guards to come out of certain buildings. Hmm. Um, and if you're able to get back into cover and wait it out, um, you know, they'll eventually give up looking for you. But like in a, in one of the buildings, you'll, if you'll, if you highlight the cursor over a building, it'll show six guards are in the building. Well, if you alert them and then they come out and start looking for you hmm. and you hide and then they give up, Three only three of those guards go back into the building and leave three out. This is um, sounding very, very, very Metal Gear right now, but yeah, but maybe, Western. Yeah. Just the the yeah. level of like, look, the goal is to not be seen at all because if you do get seen, it's going to be painful for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's manageable. You can get out of it, but as soon as I get discovered, most of the time I hit reload. the escape button and go back to my previous save. Yeah. Now, um, it's just, it's just better that way for me. It's now, just how I prefer to play. I wonder just by chance, is there like a grading system when you're finished a level to say how well you did? Yeah, there's typically three, uh, there's typically three goals <laughs> that it gives you at the beginning of the game. Like kind of like, you know, trophy things to meet, like, um, get a badge. Get you, there's, there's a, there's three badges per level that do this in a certain order or 
or take out these enemies naturally, you mm-hmm. know, um, instead of, instead of killing them yourself, take them out through environmental ways, you know, things like that, uh-huh. you know, have, have, have like maybe, have like maybe a, a, a stack of logs fall down a hill and kill a bunch of people, mm-hmm. things like that. Goals that it sets for you at the beginning of the stage that are opt completely optional, but uh, th- that are yours to do. But once you finish a level, it it doesn't necessarily grade you, but it gives you the op- op- option of going back to beat your time to do things a little better. Mm. In fact, you can when you when you finish a level, you can see the overview map, and it shows you in in <clears throat> in speed in a more speedy time all the areas you covered in sequence, the enemies you took out, and it shows you how how long it basically took you and all the things like you had what you're basically what your critical game path was to achieve this right yes and yeah. and uh I always mine, like when they do that. mine have been embarrassing <laughs> very embarrassing it'd be funny if they could show you like how the top players in the world do it afterwards you're oh, like man. so it took you uh two hours and it took uh john boy 291 um about 12 minutes yeah, the game is supposed to take on average uh, twenty five to thirty hours. And how much? Um, how much IGN, have you played? IGN has a IGN has a speed run of an hour. Wow! How much? How much uh, have you played? At this point, um, I don't really know. There are sixteen chapters. I'm on chapter eight. I think on average I've spent ninety minutes to two hours per level. Okay. Um, so you, so put, you put a good amount amount of time in. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time with it, and uh, it, it's just. It's uh, it's one of those games that be- because there's a f- there's a there's a quick save feature, and because you it's so easy to once you get caught just just backspace and and start from your last save, um, you don't get ver- you don't get incredibly discouraged because there's an addiction to you know it's like this trial and error thing where that didn't work why didn't it work, um, you know it's it's really fun to go back and keep trying and keep doing it differently, um. So yeah. Okay. Um, so, is is there much of a story here, or is it just kind of like the story more so just one of those games where it kind of just provides an excuse for the setting, you know? So far, it's coming off as a revenge story. Okay. Um, you know, as most great westerns are. That's how. Uh, uh, what was it that we talked about? Blood Roots earlier this year. That's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a prequel to the other two games. Um, this starts this starts early on in Cooper's career. the The beginning of the game starts with him as a child, um, and and shows you his motivation. And the game keeps going back to childhood levels to show you what's going on and why he's doing what he's doing. Um, the uh, you know the level design in these games is are, are just they're just stunning. The environment is, you know, if you if you can't if you can't figure out how to do something, and you eventually figure it out, it's like, gosh, the answer was was staring right at me, and I just didn't those, see uh, it. Those genius moments. <laughs> yeah, those, those genius moments. Uh, your ability to manipulate the world, the ability to traverse the world with, and, and it's just it's just, and the maps are ginormous which is why which is another reason why it can take a significant amount of time to complete a level um the biggest one i i did was uh last night and that one was by far uh such an awesome level and i um 
the game's gorgeous on PC. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen it on other platforms. It looks great just as much. Um, there, there's, um, I've seen, um, I've seen people play it with, uh, the Xbox gamepad and it's, it's pretty serviceable, serviceable that way. I'm using keyboard and mouse. Uh, oh, you look can at actually, you, um, pure PC race. I <laughs> uh, no. Um, you know, I'm, you know, on a second playthrough, I'm definitely going to go back in and, uh, and rekey everything to make things a little bit more user friendly. The natural, the, the 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 base setting for the keyboard is, in my opinion, not the best. So I would recommend if you're going to play it on PC, go in and experiment with the with the controls before you start the game. Um, you know, you know, it's like in order to move the camera around, um, I have to take my right hand off the mouse and and hit the six and the four on the uh, number keypad on the, on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. It's just not, you know, it's not the most ideal, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a fast paced game. So you're, so it's not something you have to think too quickly on, but as far as um, stealth and combat, if you will, the coolest feature on this game, which, you know, I don't know if the previous games had this is you have the ability to pause the game and plan out your attacks in sequence. Like you want to have, you know, for example, you want to have Cooper go in front, throw a coin, have another character go behind and attack. Uh, and you can do that by planning it while you, you, you know, if you hit the shift key, um, it allows you to plan things ahead. And then once you do a couple of maneuvers, you'll hit execute and then your characters will um, automatically carry out uh, those orders. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, and it really helps you, um, progress the level without getting caught. Um, because as soon as you execute the maneuver, once they're done with it, you can immediately hit shift again, uh, and pause the game and start to manage what's happened in the fallout. That reminds me a lot of, um, Dragon Age does that a lot. Mass Effect 2 a little bit, but that was kind of Dragon Age's bread and butter was like taking your party and being able to be like, okay, battle pause. Let me tactically set up which each person needs to do right now to win this fight. Unpause, let them all execute, and then I can just decide to keep going, wailing, or, you know, pause and then fire up another round of attacks. I always like that too, because I, I like it where you can strategize on the fly when you have multiple characters to control instead of just kind of you know it's it's the one thing like even like with that gears one tactics and all that where i was like uh i I like it when i don't have to worry about other people i guess is or ai right i like it when i can tell the ai exactly what i would like them to do (laughs) gotcha well the uh the game is beautiful Mm -hmm. um on PC, I'm running it um, at uh, 2K, uh, 155 frames a second. Nice. Not that that's not that that's necessary per se with a game like this, but it. it really makes everything really nice. The world is so alive and so vibrant. Um, you know, as far as the voice acting goes, um, when you're in cutscenes with these characters, the voice acting is really really spectacular. Um, they are they are emulating not just their own voices but cliche caricatures of westerns. It really okay. embraces the uh, the western culture. 
Um, is there a Clint Eastwood? Um, you know, I wouldn't say as far as a voice. Well, you know, honestly, yeah, one character might come off as a as a Eastwood type, hmm. but someone else, some but another character has the Eastwood look. Uh, um, but the uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the the enemies in the world say the same things over and over, regardless of what level you're in. If you get caught, for example, and you hide, um, you'll hear someone say, "I've heard this several times." whoever catches them gets their stuff, you know, <laughs> you know, things like just things that, uh, you know, kind of break the immersion. If you're, if, if it's something that, if that's something yeah, you really yeah. where about. you're like, obviously this is where the budget did not go to. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, is there, is there anyone who sounds like I clamp it or doc holiday? <laughs> every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this it's, and, and then there's, you know, the sound quality, the music, for example, you know, it, it's got that classic spaghetti Western type soundtrack. Almost, almost as if there's music that comes on where it makes you want to have a shootout in the middle of a street, um, that kind of thing, where you can just hmm. almost expect, you know, a dust bowl roll across the street. Um, but, you know, there's so much visual information on the map. Um you know, having to focus on where the enemies are looking um, because, you know, there's, there's, there's a guy up high mm-hmm. who's, a, who's a lookout who has a much higher field of vision. Then there's, then there's three guys below him that pretty much have the entire surface area covered one of them in some form. So just, it, it, it really makes you have to think about, the skills and characteristics of the, of the characters that you have on the map. Mm-hmm. And I should say in every level, you don't necessarily have access to every character. It's, it's designed for um, two characters or three characters at the most. I've had three characters in a level that I could use at any given time, but um, it's really, it's, it's really good so far. That's one thing I wish that I would have done probably differently, like beginning with each level have my choice of select whatever characters I want to a certain number. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you don't immediately, you don't have access to every weapon in their arsenal um, because it's constantly giving you tutorials on when it's time to take out someone's shotgun. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the first time you have access to a shotgun as opposed to having access to everything. Um right at the beginning. Hopefully there's a game plus mode. Maybe that can, maybe that can solve the problem. Yeah. Um, in regards to um, gunfire, you do have access to pistols and shotguns, um, things like that, but you have to be very mindful of how far the sound carries when you're in the world. And when you, when you equip like a pistol that you're in, and, and if you're, you're strategizing to take someone out with a pistol, um, it'll sort of give a perimeter of sound that shows you how far, how far that sound's going to carry. And if that perimeter covers over an NBC, you know, you're probably not, it's probably not a good idea to fire that gun. You have to come up with some other way. (laughs) Yeah. So it's very, it it can be very challenging, um, very difficult, but once you get the hang of it, once you really understand the language of the game, you know, it's, it's, it becomes very manageable to get through um, and very satisfying to play. 
That's that's um, what matters when it's a hard game is as long as once you actually get it down, it feels earned and rewarded. You know. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um. So yeah, I think. I mean, I think. I think overall, um, that that covers it. I mean, my only complaints okay. about it are of the accessibility of the weapons, um, and my ability to because i've you know as you play the game you're going to have characters you prefer to play with mm-hmm. um, but i guess in the in 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 the this forces you to become efficient with all of them and i've I, i've through the course of the game i've learned to be efficient with with all of them like for a while there was one character i just i wasn't figuring out mm-hmm. how to use them effectively but after a while it just clicked um like the, the you know the idea of that one character setting that bear trap that one was um that one was an awkward one for me at first it took a while for me to get used to it and be comfortable with it you're saying you're not a bear trap kind of person yeah i'm not but this game is this game was a surprise to me um i was not i was not this could be this could be my vampire of 2020 Ooh. you know um I am absolutely loving this game at the moment. Uh, this is in my top five for the year. Nice. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if people have experience with these types of games, but I didn't. And I, I'm addicted to it. I absolutely love this thing. It's Hmm. re it's introduced me to a new type of stealth game. And it's been, it's been, you know, other than the, the dishonored and the assassin's creeds and things like that. This one is so satisfying as a stealth game. I've never experienced a stealth game like this. And I know they exist. I'm not, you know, I've known Gear. Metal Gear. Metal. But, um, we'll get you one day, John. We'll get you. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, when you showed it to me, I was, I thought about picking it up and then I saw the price. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I can do that right now. But uh, hearing you talk about it, I definitely think, you know, when this thing hits a steam sale here in the foreseeable future i'll probably if i've got the money and nothing else i'll definitely give it a look because it you said a lot of things that definitely piqued my interest yeah i think you would like this game yeah uh sean would hate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was, that was what I was he would like. just he would just get what do you mean I got, <laughs> yeah it makes no sense and look there <laughs> were moments where i was like this makes no sense hmm. why can't i do this um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've YouTubed it uh, and I, I, I've looked at YouTube and I'm gone. Oh, oh I'm I, dumb. I forgot she could even do that. <laughs> you know? The, Oh, I'm dumb moments. Uh, yeah. I feel like as we I mean, get there's, older, there's we... a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool characters. One of them is Dr. McCoy. <laughs> uh, and he's like this, he's actually this doctor and he'll sneak up on you and inject a needle into your neck. And is that's his how first name Hank. Him. Really good stuff. Wait, really good uh, stuff. I can't recommend this enough. If this is, if you're looking for something to play, mm-hmm. you know, obviously buy Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> but if you if you finish that and you got nothing left, Desperados Three is an amazing, amazing game. Oh, uh, nine out of ten. Oh, okay. I was about to ask you what your Richard. Yeah. Okay. It is. Yeah. It is really is something. I, I I just. I'm thinking about it when I'm not playing it. It's just kind of, it's obsessive. Per John, um, play this until NBA 2K comes out. Got it. Um, <laughs> September 4th. 
Um, well, good. I'm, I'm really glad you ended up uh, enjoying this one. I was, I was interested because I, I did, I did know it had stealth in there and I know that's your thing. But when I looked at it, I was like, that don't look like no stealth game John's ever played. So this will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, awesome. Awesome. So Desperados three out there on the steams and I believe what is on, um, it's on Xbox and PS4. Yeah. It's not on switch. I don't. No, it's not on Switch. Yeah. Which would make it would make sense to be on Switch. Makes it sense. Could, they could totally handle it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe eventually. I'm sure for them it was just like usually those guys they start with, you know, the PC and then yeah. you, you you branch out from there. Okay. Well cool. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm, okay. Nine out of ten from John. Mm-hmm. Well, John, you wanna you wanna do some news now? More than anything. Really? Now let's get through it. Okay. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! <laughs> my God. Uh, uh, John couldn't do it, so I doubled myself. Doubled it. <laughs> Double it. Ah, <laughs> uh, John, Microsoft has renewed a trademark. That's good. Yeah, as sequel rumors continue to marinate, I love a good marinate, Microsoft has submitted an application to renew the Fable series trademark. The application was filed on June 26th. Renewing trademarks is a standard practice, but is an interesting uh, in light of the rumors of the sequel floating around. Earlier this week, Microsoft downplayed the significance of a Fable Twitter account placeholder in spite of the fact it was registered in March of last year. I mean, I think it's the worst kept secret that Playgrounds is supposedly working on the Fable sequel, right? And we're just all presuming that's probably one of the things getting shown off next month. Or not next month, a couple of weeks here in, in the thing we're about to talk about. Yeah, particularly when you when you put a domain name out in March and people yeah. say, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Don't look here. <laughs> look over there. This is not a thing. <laughs> Nor uh, be, the man behind the curtain. <laughs> did you play all the fables? Yes. Yes, I did. I did you enjoy them. all of them or was three particularly disappointing? Three was a mixed case. Like, I, I got what they were going for and it was a really cool mechanic. It's just as it went on, like the first half of the game is a lot better than the back half because the first half of the game, it's kind of like you going, hey, this king is doing a really terrible job and there's a lot of threat out there. Um, and people are suffering, right? And he's done this terrible job and you go and you work to, you know, overthrow him and unite the kingdom. But once you get there, you find out the reason he's been this a-hole and stuff is that there is a humongous threat coming that he's been preparing for. So then it becomes this thing that in, in theory, it sounds really interesting, which is like you had to think things out of like, okay, I had all these groups I won over to get power, Right. But now I can't please everyone and have enough money and resource to beat this existential threat. So I have to make sacrifices, which is going to piss people off. So, you know, in that regard, it was quite interesting. But as it went on over time, it kind of just became muddled a little bit. Um, But I I still enjoyed it. You know, I, I think there's never been a Fable game I didn't like or enjoy. I think just two was a really big high for people so it was 
hard to come back into the fold for three in this in this regard. Well, they've had a decade <laughs> to listen to feedback. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully they'll hopefully the perfect fable is coming out. Um, and uh, the important thing is that it's a British company making British. It. Yeah. What was the original one? Lionhead Studios. Yeah, which is Peter. Uh, what's his face? Malinier. Yeah. Is he still at EA? I don't know where he is now. I remember he made that one game on phones, and then that I don't know what else he's done since then. He's probably just going around making promises he can't cash. <laughs> well, we'll uh, as far as Fable goes, we'll know soon enough. Uh, Xbox yeah. has announced a new showcase for Xbox Series X games to include first-party titles, um, possibly to include Fable. Um, that will be broadcast on July 23rd. The live stream will begin at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. The showcase will be games-focused and will show new games from Double Fine, Ninja Theory, and Obsidian. Plus, we will get more footage of Halo Infinite. Yeah, the rumors out there from what I was hearing on certain podcasts uh, that claim to have the sources uh, is that Microsoft is going pretty big on this one. Uh, they're, they they kind of understand they need to bring the A-game type thing, you know? And yeah. I, I mean... I, I would actually say the best thing they could do is kind of do what Sony did at the beginning of last generation of we're going to go ahead and just start announcing things. And yeah, they might not be here until like 2022, 2023, but like the fact of the matter is we want to give you the sizzle reel that you've been waiting for. Right. You know, and, and just show you things that will hopefully make you, um, what you call it, come back. I know like some of the big ones that are rumored out there is that like the initiative is working on supposedly is working on a perfect dark game. That would be pretty big. Um, double fine. I think the rumor is that, you know, of course they're probably, I would imagine they're going to show psychonauts too. Uh, but there is rumor that they are also working on something else. And I don't know what Obsidian's doing. Cause I know they've got that, that grounded game, right. But they've shown that plenty or whatever it's called, ground, you know, like we're in the backyard and you're having, or is that, is that them? Or yeah. is that Ninja? It's like a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids type yeah. game. It looked great. Yeah, it looks it cool. Really good. But I would imagine if like they're saying something new, then, you know, it's not going to be like, look at this new thing from that game, you know, because that game looks fun, but I don't know if it's going to be something huge. So maybe they're going to go and maybe they're going to do their first teaser for the follow-up for Outer Worlds, for all we know. Because that seemed to be a pretty dang popular game when it came out. Yeah, there's supposed to be DLC coming. Yeah. And then Ninja Theory, I'm just presuming we're getting a more in-depth look to Hellblade 2, right? Which, please, yes, sign me up for that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Mm. Is there anything you're hoping for? Gears, maybe? No, um, I'm gearsed out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't... You know, uh, there's nothing there for me at the moment, but um, I, I guess I'm just less. What I guess what I'm hoping for is we're about a month behind traditionally yeah. from consoles, a month and a half behind, actually, by this time of consoles announcing their prices. True. I'm I'm wondering if Xbox is going to just go, you know what? We're just going to lowball and we and, and our inside information tells us that. Sony can either match it, but they can't go lower. Yeah. Um, because they've got to, you know, as, as amazing as their, their machine is, um, PlayStation has the games. They've proven that they're going to have the games. Oh yeah. Um, so Xbox, 
I don't know that they're going to have, I mean, I don't know if Halo is going to be enough for a launch game. Maybe it will. I mean, it's Halo, but yeah, I was about to say Halo. I mean, I, I would say if Halo still is a launch game, there's nothing bigger than Halo coming out launch. I mean, even sure. I love Spider-Man and that's cool, but that's not something being built from the ground up, right? That's something being built on the old engine and being optimized to be like, Hey, there are things that we were limited being able to do when we made Spider-Man, uh, that now that the PS five will obviously solve for us. Right. Like they were saying, you know, there's like, there was a limitation of how fast Spider-Man could swing in that game before the PlayStation four would just break. (laughs) Um, obviously PS five will not have that problem, but, um, I, yeah, I would imagine, if they are a serious, and I would definitely say if it's going to be 400 and these rumors of the Lockhart are true, which I mean, everything seems to be, I know there's been rumors on that kind of stuff before and they've kind of waned and maybe not came out to be exactly what it is, but this one seems to be having so many consistent reconfirmations, right? It's not like we we heard about the Lockhart last year and you're like, ah, okay, we'll see what that actually ends up being, you know, and it's like, no, 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 for the last three months, we just keep hearing there is another system being built, right? Yeah. And then what was it last week, the rumor that we're getting something in August? If that's true, and especially if the Xbox is going for 400, right, the X, if they can pull that off, there is no reason why they are not announcing that on July 23rd then. Because then it's like, okay, here it is, Sony, $400. And by the way, we're going to let people pre-order that for a month, and then we're going to come back, and for all those people who can't pay $400, we got an Xbox for them too. And that's going to go on sale for $300, right? Or whatever it yeah, is. They, they got to be careful how they phrase that. Mm. That got them in trouble last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but... uh, uh And it, they're going to say, and it's available right I, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, like, if that's what they're going for, because what was it like they were saying most people are thinking the lowest Sony can go on PS five is four fifty, Right. And there's no telling if that's the digital one or just the regular one. I think, I think the fair bet on the PS five is, is probably $500. Right. You know, that's, that's where I would place my money being for them. Um, but if Microsoft with its ability to just, say yes we will take the loss in the short term because we have b- b- billions and tr- tr- trillions <laughs> of dollars to you know we have bill gate <laughs> um you know then it, you know it, it was like the thing like if sony had been four hundred dollars for their console they would have announced it when they did their little thing last month because it would have been the final trump card of what was a pretty solid presentation right here are right. all the games you wanted to see we got you new horizon and now look how sleek and cool and futuristic this looks and yeah we got a digital one for you for those folks that don't care about this and by the way that digital one is 399 and you can pre-order it right now like they could have done that they would have done it because it would have just been like well microsoft good luck you know uh yeah. after that but I think it's very clear right now that uh, to your credit, like come kind of what you said last week, like they they want to wait and see what Microsoft's going to do. And if they can adjust to it, they will. Otherwise they're just going to have to figure out how to spin it. Yeah. I, but I, I tell you, you know, you asked me what I'm hoping to see. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm hoping to see the first footage of a Batman game. <gasps> Speaking of that, John. Oh. I don't think we will see this uh, this week, but it could eventually happen. That would be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Xbox could produce Batman. Microsoft is reportedly interested in acquiring Warner Brothers Interactive following the news that the parent company, AT&T, is looking to sell the video game arm of Warner Brothers. No permanent sale has been made at this time, along with EA, Take-Two, and whoever acquires the gaming division uh, will likely purchase studios Avalanche Software, Monolith Productions, NetherRealm Studios, uh, Rocksteady Studios, TT Games, and various WB Game Studios across the globe. Um, I would say yes, please back up the Brinks truck for that because that would definitely give the Xbox some clout, right? To be oh, for sure. Like That's say, sure. hey, we're going to do another Middle Earth game. We got those guys, you know? God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And plus, you know, I could see Xbox owning all those studios, but yeah. still making, still making their games available on other platforms. Yeah. Um, you know, at least maybe not initially, but, um, you know, in, in the Do future. like Tomb Raider did that one year with Rise of the Tomb Raider, where you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, like, hey, all the DC games and all the Lord of the Rings games, they're coming to Xbox first and PC, of course, and then eventually we'll roll them out to Switch and PS5. Right. Yeah, particularly when WB has got um, what seemingly is an open world Harry Potter game coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, that would be the money maker, that be, right? That would be big. Yeah, that would be big. Almost as big as if there was a second part to a popular game this year coming out. Oh wait, I skipped. Almost as popular as the pricing for no, that's not popular <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, speaking of pricing, NBA 2K21 will be released on current generation platforms on September 4th, 2020. That being said, <laughs> the game is also being built from the ground up for next gen systems when it launches for them in holiday 2020. All versions of the game will offer a special Mamba Forever edition that honors the late Kobe Bryant. Kobe! Most importantly, the standard PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of NBA 2K21 will cost $69.99, a $10 increase from the previous gym pricing for those who can't do math. The game will not support a, quote, smart delivery on either Xbox or PlayStation. However, if players purchase the Mamba edition for $99.99, they will get the next-gen game for no cost. Chris, I can imagine, since you're a big fan of this series, that this is going to sneak up and bite them in the butt Uh, um, close to launch time when people are going to really go, you know, they're going to go ahead and purchase this on their old consoles and go, wait, why can't I just get this for free on the new one? uh, Maybe for some, but the truth of the matter is they know they can do this. I mean, I don't like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really don't think I should have to pay $99 to get the, you know, the next gen system. Like, especially like, you know, to their credit, even though it's kind of messed up the way they're doing it, EA is at least saying you buy Madden. Uh, I think it's by the end of this year. Right. You know, or if you buy Madden by the end of this year and you buy um, the Xbox Series X or the PS5 within the first year of release or whatever by before the next Madden comes out, you get an upgrade to it. Right. So it's not, it's not as good as cyberpunk, obviously. Um, but it is, you know, it's a lot better than this where it's like, Hey, by the way, if you want, you're either going to buy this game twice because no NBA 2k player 
is going to wait from September to to November to buy this game because they're getting left out on so many things that they need to be in on day one. But second, it's pretty hard to make an argument to someone to say, would you rather spend a hundred or what? A hundred and thirty dollars this year on this game out the box, uh, or just spend a hundred dollars, right? That's how they're going to justify it in their head. That's probably, I mean, I wasn't thinking about buying the $99 version before, but if I end up getting an X here at launch, it is something I'm going to have to really consider um, now just because, yeah, I don't want to have to buy that game again. And I would want to, I know um, with NBA 2K, they go for it when they go to the next gen. Like when, when they went from 360 to this era, it was like, what the heck just happened? Like it was that much of a difference, right? And that trailer they showed for the PS5 last month was beautiful too just even though it was like showing zion sweating for the most part um <laughs> but it, it, Go ahead. It, this does just feel like you know it's kind of a little bit of a slap in the face of 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 people but you know 2k knows they can do it and they know that the people primarily plays it play these games they buy like two to three games a year so they don't mind dropping a hundred bucks they just don't and sure. you know i i don't like it I, I don't mind that they're going to $70 <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. That's not an issue to me. I just, I wish they were, you know, I, I want Ronnie 2K, who's kind of the face of the series, to get sat down and someone directly go to him and say, why the heck are you doing this BS to your fans? You say you care about your fans, but you're doing this to them. You say you hear them and you want to change. You're asking them to pay more money from now on per year to play your game, which is fine but you're still trying to find every dang way to price gouge them and in certain regards. And this seems to be one of the worst offensive ones. It is interesting, you know, and, and there, there is context and perspective to introduce into it, you know, closer to release um, of the new, of the new console version of these games, you can, you can almost reasonably predict that, you know, Take two will go, okay, if you pay the 10 additional dollars, we'll give it to you on the new platform, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. You know, it, it reminds me of the time during, you know, during the virtual console days, you know, if you bought, you know, I know, I know, go, go with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, 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 a, go for if, it. <laughs> if you bought a game, if you bought a game for like seven ninety nine on the virtual, sh- on the virtual console for the Wii, um, the Wii U set it up so you could pay a dollar ninety nine to upgrade that software to your Wii U in order to make it playable on the gamepad and things like that. Um, this is a much smaller example of something that's been done that way, but at the same time, this is just you know, fans are expecting to be given a whole lot as things progress. I mean, you know, if I bought, for example. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag on the PlayStation 4, 3, did I have any right to expect it to be available for me on the PlayStation 4? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I didn't. You know, it just doesn't work that way. And this is just sort of the growing pains of transitioning to a new console that yeah. the fans, that, that, that gamers have always done since time memoriam, but all of a sudden we're just wanting more things. We're wanting the convenience of basically getting a game for free. Well, 
I would say that they're saying that they've built this title from the ground up from yeah. the ground. Oh yeah. Up, I, I have no doubt it's a new engine. It's definitely going to be a new engine. And, and to be fair, I'd be willing to bet because of that, the, much like how the first one was on the last gen or for this gen, right? It will probably be a very restricted release of it compared to um to what like what we're having right now, which is the you know the NBA two K twenty one that comes out for this console will be the most inclusive of of you know different modes and and features and everything probably that we've had this generation, and then there will be a hard reset as you try to first get the technology right. And then afterwards, you start to add more and more back in, right? Um, that's usually the way they go. I just, um, I think the thing that's getting harder and harder for them on this is that PC just seems so light years ahead of them on it, right? I don't have to rebuy a game when I build a new PC. I just have my Steam account. And honestly, a lot of studios from uh, Activision, or not Activision, but... um from Bethesda to Irrational Games and others have done it. Like when they have done remasters and all that, they just give those things away for free to those who already have the games on PC, right? Because they're like, well, you already own this. We're not going to ask you to buy it again. (laughs) It's like, it's there if you want it. So, you know, like it it feels like we're moving in that direction. And one, and I guess maybe that's just the thing. You have the two sides of the coin right now, which you have, you know, the folks at uh, CD Projekt Red who seem the most of understanding, yeah, we're down for this, what's ever good for the player type thing, right? We just want them to enjoy the game wherever they play it. Doesn't matter to us. We just, we want, you know, our money for the license to that game, basically. Uh, and then you have this side, right? Or or I guess the next thing will be the person who actually does come out and say, if you buy this game on Xbox One or PS4, and you want to play it again on PS5 or uh, Xbox Series X, you're going to have to buy it completely over again, right? There is no discount or anything. It's just do what you will. Yeah, I'm, and plus I'm willing to bet that this $69.99 yeah. is, going to, is going to follow suit with other publishers. They're going to go, yep, we're going to do this too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing about you know PC is you know, you're, you're buying a game for with all sorts of accessibility you know if i have a if i have a computer that can only runs john, 1080p, john, john, go, i can still run it go back to where you said accessibility because you just like went 90 billion an hour as you hung up on my uh discord here no i think that's your i think that's on your end yeah that's <laughs> what i was saying i don't know what it was but some hung <laughs> Um, accessibility. Yeah. The, the, the thing about PCs is if you only have the ability to run a 1080p, you can run it in 1080p. If you can yes. run it in 4k, you can run it in 4k. I mean, these are the types of things that are easy mm-hmm. to use, to, to, to give people any different version because any different version exists mm-hmm. in one application on the PC. So, I mean, it's just a little bit different as, as far as consoles, you know, it, we, and we just have to, accept it until somebody comes up with a smart way to bridge that gap well it seems like that's what microsoft's trying to do right they seem to be the one that's forcing the issue this time saying like everything you buy on our system goes straight to the next one we're not asking for you to buy it again and yeah but they can only do that with their own software yeah but why are other people to do that sure but that then automatically puts pressure on sony right 
because like as we said before like i think before i would have just imagined without doubt that last of us 2 remastered is coming to ps5 and it very well might but it'll be very interesting to see if they're willing to go out there and say by the way that's a 60 or 70 dollar game right on on the day it releases and yeah even if you buy it digitally on the last generation you gotta buy it again right that that that's going to be the interesting thing because then of course if they decide to not do that then that's pr fodder for the for microsoft and to come in sure. and be like look how bad and evil they are which phil yeah. wouldn't do but his his I mean, supporters will be, do it could be just pure fantasy at this point yeah yeah things will change with a remake of fantasy uh development for final fantasy 7 will temporarily drip below 100 percent efficiency I don't know what that means. That's some great PR speak, though, due to remote working. However, the devs are confident that they there will not be any long-term impact. Uh, Naki Hamaguchi. <laughs> Hamaguchi? Did I get it? And producer Yoshinora Kitse. Is that Okay. <laughs> Just go with it, bro. You're good. <laughs> We're interviewed by The Guardian about the effects of COVID-19 on development. Kitsa explained that the, quote, release of the game happened during this unprecedented situation has blind blindsided us. At this current time, the TAM, I think which is team, uh, are still making the next game via remote working. Our performance will temporarily drop below 100% efficiency because of this, but I do not think there should be a big impact in the long term. End quote. The question was also raised regarding whether the story will continue to veer away from the original. Quote, I understand there's a lot of speculation among the fans. That is what we wanted, and we've really enjoyed seeing these theories and guesses of what the ending means. We wanted the fans to keep the discussion going on social media and keep their excitement high as we head towards the next game. I think what that means, translation, is that there will be no significant delay. It will be your typical three-year delay for any standard Square Enix property. (laughs) I am expecting this game in fall of 2025 as we look forward to the PlayStation 6. Now, you might think that's taking a long time, but for us, that's right on schedule. Yeah. Um, I do think, like, some people are worried. I, I have a feeling that they're not going to change too much of the critical path itself just because they know the nostalgia trip is really what drives people on this, right? You know, having those moments again and seeing them realize with all the technology today is amazing. But I think it's also then it just allows them to have some freedom to be like, okay, by the way, we're going to completely do this, this section different, right? Maybe this character dies instead of that character. Who knows? Definitely. Yeah. But, you know, it won't matter because it's going to get delayed. Well, speaking of delays, uh, Chris, uh, I almost called you Sean. Slight delays have been announced for Kingdoms of Amalur. Uh, kingdoms of Amalur re-reckoning you gotta you gotta hand it to THQ Nordic for really getting creative with their remasters uh, they have gotten a short delay and will now be released on PC Xbox One and PS4 on September 8th this remastered version will also Uh-oh. be getting a brand new DLC expansion Fate Sworn in 2021 that's a weird thing, name to say 
The game was originally scheduled for August 18th, which will mark only a short delay for the game, which will include all of the previous DLC, including Teeth of Naros and Legend of Dead Kel, and will have, quote, improved graphical fidelity. I just want you to know. Whatever that means. I, I just want you to know that you read about two-thirds of that at, at two times speed, and it was quite great to listen to. Do you, do you think that'll show up on the recording? Yeah, I think it's it's legible. <laughs> Or okay, uh, you know, so I think you're fine there, John. Are I know you've got to be excited for this, right? Did, well, I can't remember. For this. Did you actually play uh, Kingdoms of Amalur? Nope, I remember playing no. it, and I enjoyed it. I just remember it. It felt a little too long for what it was. You know, like it felt like it was trying to be the size of a Skyrim, and it did not feel like it was a Skyrim. Uh, it's right. the best way. But it's a really pretty game, and I wish they had not killed the state of Rhode Island to the point where state of Rhode Island was like nah bro you gotta pay up (laughs) yeah I'm just happy that this thing potentially can get some new life and plus this brand new DLC is is probably THQ Nordic's test to see how viable the series is yeah or potential series so I say buy it wasn't there a rumor recently though that they are working on a new game I'm sure they are yeah I'm sure they're in the initial planning stages. They only bought this property maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. So who knows what they're planning? Yeah, that's true. Um, I know what PlayStation's planning. Tell me more. They're planning a PC version of Horizon Zero Dawn, which has been confirmed with a release date of August 7th. A new trailer shows the game's ultra-wide screen support, unlocked frame rates, dynamic foliage, Multiple graphical customization options, improved reflections. I feel like he's just going for every PC type of thing that you could say about PCs, right? Controller options, benchmarking tools, and much more. Regarding the justification for jumping to PC, Herman Hulse stated, quote, I think it's important that we stay open to the new ideas of how to introduce more people to PlayStation and show people what they've been missing out on. In addition to put... Uh, to maybe put a few minds at ease releasing on first party AAA title to PC doesn't necessarily mean that every game now will come to PC. In my mind, Horizon Zero Dawn was just a great fit in this particular instance. We do not have plans for day and day PC releases and we remain 100% committed to dedicated hardware. I think this Chris, is just going to be the what do you thing. Think, uh, <laughs> what do you think a permanent exclusive PC library does to the PlayStation brand. I think I mean I think it helps it because there's gonna you're gonna reach more people. I mean it's exactly what Microsoft figured out. It's like who cares in the end if we own the game and you're gonna pay us for it, right? Does it really matter, especially in the case of PlayStation, I would imagine where I don't think they're gonna release anything on day one PC, right? Yeah. Um but where you go we made the bulk of the money we're going to make on Horizon Zero Dawn on PlayStation, right? Who cares if it comes out on PC now? I don't care. You know, well, I do care because I'm going to buy it on PC. Um, yeah, me but too. Me too. <laughs> Sean should play this on PC. <laughs> um, it's going to look so good. But uh, yeah, I know. Like for me, it, 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 it's something I would want to play on PC if I could. Like obviously, you know, I because already of the did. Because foliage. 
Yeah, well, just the, just the idea of like anytime you tell me that I could take an open world game and it, it's going to go from 30 frames to an unlock frame rate, right? Um, and okay. I can now fully customize the settings of that game so that I can figure out exactly what makes it run to the level that I am satisfied with. I think that's always a win for the player, you know, and that's that's the that's what PC people like. PC people like being able to say, "Hey, you know what? The resolution on this or the you know uh, the dynamic uh, frame rate, it's not working well. I got to turn this stuff off because it's it's making it chug. So I'll lower stuff down and I'll be happy because I'd rather have my sixty frames always sixty frames, right?" Um, or, or yeah, if you want to be that person that goes and buys a 20 uh, TI to say, I want to experience everything I play at max possibilities, you know, not just the, the fact of the resolution, but everything I want, everything is as detailed as it can be and to still run exceptionally well. So I, I keep doing it, man. I know they did with Detroit becomes human. What we have, uh, later this month, we'll get death stranding. So Go for it. I'd love to see him put God of War on here eventually. Blasphemy. <laughs> um, you know where, where God of War is right now? He, he's in Nordic where? country. Uh, you know what's also <laughs> in Nordic country? The leaks. <laughs> Speaking of leaks, Assassin's Creed footage uh, has leaked. Uh, leaking Assassin's Creed games seems to be a national pastime. That's true. 30 minutes of gameplay footage has leaked onto the internet and the footage is marked with uh, quote work in progress with the player using the female avatar of, as the protagonist. Some of the footage includes, uh, and this um, just uh, full disclosure was pulled directly from IGN's website, um, open world exploration, which looks very similar to AC Odyssey, although with the color palette more familiar from The Witcher 3. Raven Sight, which reveals stats for wealth, mysteries, and secrets in the area. Longboat gameplay with players bracing to mitigate damage. Combat amid a full castle siege. Uh, the player uses twin axes and a bow in this footage. Has two ability wheels mapped to each controller trigger. And can use a battering ram to take down gates in their way. Um, a boss battle that ends in a choice to either execute or spare the victim. The game skill menu, which takes the form of constellations, unlocks across multiple branches and includes points to be spent on abilities or base stats. A look at the inventory menu, which heavily resembles those in both Origins and Odysseys, albeit seemingly without level requirements on equipment. Interesting. A button to seemingly enter the game's animus from the in-game menus, a seeming change from Odyssey's scripted out of animus, <laughs> animus sections. Um, a seemingly non-regenerating health bar, which mm. the ability to eat berries from the environment to replenish it. Berries and, and cream. <laughs> a version of Odyssey's absolute best ability, the, the Spartan kick, <laughs> which I'm delighted about. So is this the Viking kick? <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I, I do like, it It looks like they're borrowing from, um, what you call it, from Skyrim. I can't remember if you ever even touched Skyrim, John, in the end, but like the, the ability, remember the abilities, like, or when you would upgrade stuff, it would go up to constellations and you would like light up little points on the constellation. One of the, whatever new ability you want to unlock. So that's pretty cool. I, I like that aesthetic. Very nice. I know some Very. people were a little bit disappointed by the way it looks. And I would say 
to those people, one, you're looking at a leak, which who knows how good of a capture it is. And two, as John said, it's a work in progress, which probably means this was something that was going to be shown behind closed doors at E3. And then, of course, that had to get scrapped. So someone must have somehow gotten the footage. Yeah, maybe. Um, I haven't looked at the footage yet. Um, mm. I keep forgetting. But, um, I mean, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey is... Has your money. <laughs> in in my opinion, uh, Odyssey has, in my opinion, was the most beautiful game I've ever seen on a console that I've played. Mm. That I've played. Because you have um, not played Red Dead. I knew you were going to say that, and I kept trying to give you the caveat so you wouldn't. But there we go. You're going to do what you're going to do. You Well, you just played Last of Us 2. Technically, that's probably the most beautiful game you've ever seen now in terms yeah. of, like, pure. Like, those dudes make animations for one-offs that you're like, did you really need to do that? And they're no, like, it, they're it's, like the most, yeah. it's the most graphically superior <laughs> yeah. game I've ever played on yeah. console. It's not the most beautiful game I've ever played yeah, on Yeah, okay, console. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, it's, yeah. And it's just, you know... It, it uses the same engine that Origins did, but mm. Odyssey was a more beautiful game because of the, its environments and the and, and the amount of color and lushness that was in that world. True. So, I mean, there's something to the environment which just may make um, Valhalla not as gorgeous to look at, but I'm still going to play the heck out of it. Ah, well, we get what? We get, I guess, what will be, you know, the Nordic area, and then they're going to England. That could be England. pretty. That could be quite pretty. Rolling old England. You'll have the rolling hills and stuff. Yeah. We can go swim in a lock. If <laughs> <laughs> they're in Scotland. Uh, hey, John. Yeah, man. Finally this week. Finally this week. It's a little bit of a Debbie Downer for the end here. Oh, online harassment in The Last of Us Part 2. Members of Team at Naughty Dog, as well as the voice actors for the project, have revealed some pretty graphic negativity online to the uh, to include horrible harassment and threats. Laura Bailey, the voice actor behind Abby, posted some graphic screenshots revealing some of this. Naughty Dog responded with the following statement, quote, Although we welcome critical discussion, we condemn any form of harassment or threats directed towards our team and cast. Their safety is a top priority, but we must all work together to root out this type of behavior and maintain a constructive and compassionate discord. Uh, discourse. Sorry. Uh, and then Neil Druckmann later added, You can love or hate the game and share your thoughts about it. Unfortunately, too many of the messages I've been getting are vile, hateful, and violent. Here's just a handful of them. Uh, feel it's important to expose them. Trigger warning. Transphobic, homophobic, anti-Semitic, etc. Yeah, I don't... Every time you, like, think that things are maybe getting better and we're proving, like, the internet quickly reminds you that there is an ugly side to it. And unfortunately, when things are, I guess, not 100% everyone believes is we love this thing right but it was really big this is when the worst usually comes out unfortunately and it and it it's always targeted at a couple of people like i remember last of us or not last of us but uh the last jedi uh rose seemed to be the one who was uh getting it to the point where she quit all social media because she's just like i don't want to deal with this you know so 
Uh, I hope uh, yeah. I hope some people learn some lessons. And, you remember at the <laughs> beginning of the episode when I indicated that hundreds of years and now from now people are going to look back and go, "What were you thinking?" Mm-hmm. They're going to look back on the internet and go, "What were y'all thinking?" Yeah. The internet is just a horrible place. And it's really time for people to recognize, just recognize that it's just a horrible place. Yeah. It's where people can be their worst selves for the most part. You know, and, and I've been thinking about this game even now. Um, and I've been thinking a little bit about a uh, think piece, if you will, on the game. Um, and the title of it would be something like, The Last of Us is trying to teach us a lesson that we, that we refuse to learn. You know, my my position on Abby hasn't changed. I didn't really enjoy playing with her. Um, but the point was, I got through it. Yeah. I was able to, whether I accept them or agree with them or like them, I was able to walk in someone else's shoes. I was able to see someone else's point of view that I don't like. Mm-hmm. How much of a lesson is that for people? You know, we're talking, I saw a post today online saying, if you believe this and this and this, unfriend me. Yeah, a lot of people do that. That's what the internet has done to people. Yeah. That is what, that is what social media and the internet has done to people. But this, the reactions to this game is having the, the opposite effect in what I believe was the intent of one of the lessons that you can understand someone else's perspective and move on. Yeah. You don't have to go to war. No. You don't have to, you don't have to cancel somebody. You can walk in their footsteps, understand where they're coming from, disagree and move on about your life. I think whether it's intended by the developers or not, I think that was one of, I think that's a lesson that can be learned by this game, but nobody's listening. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they, uh, I mean, some of these people, I think it's just been, they saw those leaks and this, this idea of what this game is and what they think it means and what they think it means against their own personal beliefs, which say what you will about them. You know, it it feels like it was like building for a month and a half. And then now that's out. They just feel like they can tee off. And unfortunately they're not just teeing off about the game at this point anymore. They're going to the next level of hate. And I just, I don't get it. Like I would tell people, I I get it for some people. It's really hard when things change. People do not like change. doesn't matter where you live in the world, right? Things are changing. Video games are changing. Sports are changing. Movies are changing everything. And yeah, it's going to be painful for some people, but that doesn't mean that just because we're working through those things that we need to go and start telling people, that instead of trying to change or, or at least maybe explain why you're having trouble changing that you need to go and draw back on things like anti-Semitic comments that belong in a different generation that or that had a much terrible time with those things. Sure. Um, you know, so that's why I'd say we, like work to change it. I know it's hard, but I promise you if you learn to put down some certain things, you might realize maybe they weren't as important as other things that are very important to you, you know, as as profound as the message of the game is as profound Mm -hmm. as it tries to be. Yeah. It's still a game. Exactly. Exactly. Like I was listening to Colin Cowherd talk about, um, you know, my team in the NFL and what's going on there. And it's like, it's a team name. 
you're not watching this every week because of the team's nickname, right? You're watching it because you enjoy hanging out with your friends and drinking a beer and sharing a burger and, you know, being happy when your team loses and being upset when your team lose, or I'm sorry, when your team wins and being heartbroken when your team loses, right? I don't think, uh, even if Alabama for some reason had to change their name, it wouldn't make me stop watching Alabama football. It's not the reason I watch Alabama football because they're called the Crimson Tide. So, you know, it's, let's learn to put things like that aside and just focus on what really does matter in these things, why we actually do like them, which is that, they're great life experiences for us. Like I would, I would much rather have a conversation with John who did not like this game as much as I did. And we go, well, this is what worked for me. And John go, well, this is what didn't work for me. And us kind of hear each other out. And maybe we don't agree with each other's opinions, but we at least get their idea of what the other person's perspective is. The me just going, John, you hate this game because you're this. And John saying you're this, this, and this, because this is all you care about. And that's the only reason you like this game. That's just dumb because it's not true because people are much more complex than that. It's a lazy debate tactic known as attributing motive. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It works on the debate stage, I guess, especially for all the possible reason I could hate this game is because I don't like women or (laughs) I don't like bulky women, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You know, did you see that picture I posted by the way, the chick who was the, the body model for her? Yeah. Like, and like there was a shot of her in character from behind. I was like, dear Lord. Yeah, that really was her. <laughs> like she, yeah. she looks exactly like her. Um, so, you know, is, is crazy. That woman, man, I, I'm going to mess with that woman, John. She beat me up. She probably beat you up too. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, we're slow. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> we're slow and we're lazy. <laughs> uh, you want to do some emails, John? Absolutely. Let's do it. my that's my goal and everything i do um i thought i had the emails up but if you want to write your thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers you can write them uh wow literally just as i clicked on this i got we got an email from justice uh well platt yeah (laughs) he'll go last you don't get to go first just because you emailed right now you wait your turn. But if you want to write your thoughts and prayers in, you can write them to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com, just like Jamie did. Jamie says, real quick, Sean, take it day by day, brother. You'll be back in action in no time. Thoughts and prayers, sir. John, thank you for everything you do. You're a fantastic host, a great singer, and a pretty funny guy. The other guy, <laughs> say hi to Penny for me. Ouch, that hurt. Love and heal potions, Jamie. You know what, Jamie? If it weren't for the fact you said something nice about Sean, I'd tear you a new. I don't care what you said about Sean. Did he call you filler guy? No, he said that other guy. <laughs> oh, that other guy. Yeah. Whoever that other guy is. <laughs> uh, 
Next up, we got Camilio, uh, who says, Hey, Chris, hope you're staying safe. It's been a while since we last chatted, but I wanted to follow up with you and make sure I didn't follow through. Oh, what the heck is this? I don't think this is, this is some other stupid thing. Uh, we're not even going to read that. That's something for, I'll leave that on the highlight and you can all read because it's about something with stuff. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so next up we got Kenneth who says, what up guys? First off, I want to give my prayers to Sean for a good recovery. Hope you're doing well. So I finished Last of Us 2 last week. While I enjoyed the game, I was not that much of a fan of Abby. I understand her reason for killing. Oh. Uh, and understand her reasons for wanting to change. But I can't bring myself to fully accept her. I'm quite sure it's because of having experienced a full journey with uh, the characters in the first game and accepting their flaws. And don't get me wrong, Abby deserves the same treatment, but her first impression did not come off well. From a story perspective, do you think if we played through Abby's story first, would things have been better? What I'm saying is I didn't care for none of her friends because we spent the first part of the game uh, just doing certain things to them uh, and not having context. <laughs> just doing things to them. <laughs> I'm trying to edit this down, man. I think if at least we played Abby's story first, I wouldn't feel kind of as bad about what she did later on. Okay. Also, 75-inch TVs are on sale uh, in this game. <laughs> Every home apartment has a big screen TV. I hope everyone enjoyed their fourth uh, and everyone continues to be safe in this new normal world. Can I say your mom's box? You can. Uh, if not, that's cool. Your mom's box. Hey, there you go, Kenneth. P.S. Uh, you can find my full letter on your Facebook page. What? You wrote a letter? Is that a dearest, joke? Dearest <laughs> weekly game show. I will uh, definitely check that out. Right. Um, you know, I, I got to say, Kenneth, it's nice to not be alone in the world. <laughs> yeah. You do exist. Um, yeah. But... I, I think it would have worked, but I mean, I don't know how they would have told that. Right. Because like, how do you, if, if her thing is kind of getting over what she did, didn't really bring her satisfaction. Right. And learning to then just move on and appreciate the people or love, um, and try to live her life again. How are you going to do that? If, if before she started that process is when the, that moment came right i don't know i don't know if there's a perfect maybe maybe they could have spliced it that would have been interesting Ugh. Um, but then yeah that probably would piss people off too that's why most people don't write games mm. including myself and finally here we got uh some idiot named platt oh he's not streaming lately so i, I just feel like he's a letdown <laughs> he's probably got a good reason he's doing the chick-fil-a's uh hello old friends first off i have to start by sending my continued love and support and of course thoughts and prayers to sean and his family it truly did feel good uh or did feel like a good friend got hurt i told multiple people who did not even listen to the show what happened because it seemed like the only way to process everything you're absolutely right that it's times like these when we all see the true impact of something you probably never imagined would grow to where it has to that point I also was uh I also was brought to the brink of tears when I saw how much money was raised. This community of Richards really showed up and showed out. Um second, 
I know I'm really late here, but holy-ish, Death Stranding is blowing my mind. I picked it up this past weekend. I'm currently 13 hours in. I'm a little ways into episode three. You have so much more to go. Uh, I have never played a Kojima game before, but I just might have to after this. The story is incredibly interesting. The commentary on society and the world remind me of a less subtle near Antonima. That, that is, that's kind of fair. That They're definitely in the same wheelhouse. And I actually think right now Death Stranding ended up being like the the game of our time, right? Because basically you just a guy who goes around delivering packets for people that you don't actually interact with. <laughs> so UPS the game. Right. <laughs> the Amazon guys are going like, I feel like this is my life right now. <laughs> um yes, the gameplay can be simplified to deliveries and certainly not for everyone, but Damn, did it feel good to run into those stupid mule camps, steal one of their trucks, and dash away with their... Uh, their sh- <laughs> also, I re-listened to the episode on Death Stranding and had similar moments to both the awesomeness of the music randomly coming in as well as I'm going to try to climb that mountain experience. Yeah, that's what made that game fun. Last, I got the plat for SpongeBob a couple of days ago. <laughs> I thought the game was well worth $30 for the fans of the original and the show. It just goes to show you cannot trust big brand reviews. Cough, cough, game spots, two out of ten. Oof. Oh, did they really give it a two out of ten? Yeah, they did. They they, they did not like it. Uh, it's nice to hear your, again, your voice again, Chris. John, I hope you and your family are well, too. Same plat? Yes, I guess. I guess I'll say something nice to you since you said that. <laughs> um, you are some amazing Big Richards. Please pass on my good wishes to Sean. And I was just finally getting used to the random Discord notification noises. Until next time, Platt. Thanks, Platt. Yeah. Yes. Let me see if there's anything on the tweets. Right? We do that too. Uh, David shared that uh, Microsoft is getting into the cloud hybrid game. Will the xCloud compete with the Switch? What the heck is this next uh, for Nintendo? The Super Switch seems like the hybrid form factor is going to be your while. He... uh, shared a post from spawn wave that says eight bitto and Microsoft are collaborating to make a controller for X cloud on phones. It looks pretty cool. Uh, and it kind of looks like an Xbox controller that would be a SNES controller. Is what it kind of looks like here. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. Uh, let's see what else we got on here. Anything? Um, he also says he he agrees that Switch will outsell PS4. I will not take that bet, but go for it. Matt says stay strong, Sean. Um, Dan Sayerson seems to be sending his thoughts and prayers through emojis. Um, let's see. Enrico says, "Hey guys, wanted to wish Sean a speedy recovery, as well as thoughts and prayers." Jason says, "Get well, Sean." Um. And then let's see. Raphael says thoughts and prayers to Sean and his family. And let's see. Kalina Wine Mixer says, Oh man, I hope he's okay thinking about him and his family. So that's I can tell you, yes, he's okay there, Kalina. Uh and that looks like it's about it. I don't do that cool. as well as Sean does. <laughs> that was always his thing. But I'm trying. Um, uh, but I think that's it for this week. Unless you got anything, John. No, I'm good. You you good? Go play. Uh, go play. Um, Desperados three. 
I wish I could. I'm going to edit the show and then I'm going to go back over and probably watch Perry Mason. <laughs> Is that good? I haven't watched it yet, so I can't tell you. Uh, okay. okay. Is that uh, HBO? Yes. Hubbo. I like to call it Hubbo. Um, but yeah, uh, if you like the show, subscribe to us and you will get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday for your listening pleasure. Hopefully sooner or later, Sean will be back and I will be just a ghost again instead of a, a guest host. Um, but yeah, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, we're everywhere. You'll get a new episode. And if while you're there, you want to rate and review the show, helps other people find it. So if you like us, please drop us a rating. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Weekly Games Chat, and join our Discord, which can be found again by searching Weekly Games Chat. Uh, and you'll get up to date on all the things happening. Uh, and if you want to write your thoughts and prayers, you thoughts can continue to drop them at weeklygameschat at gmail.com and we will be sure to get around to reading them on the air even if your name's Platt I will sometimes <laughs> read those too usually I just delete them for John Sean to see them um, I, forgot, I forgot why he's your mortal enemy I can't yeah. remember what happened I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but until next time I will simply say Sean wherever you are game on John Game on. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Game on, Sean. That's why you would say it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to the old beats. Your mom's fire! A thug life. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate everybody.